I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Seth! And today, we're going to learn about lobsters and NFTs. Paige will be your researcher today, and I'll be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hi. Hello. Um... I'm still, like, heated from the conversation we had before we started recording. Yeah, me too. Floods are a thing, and we got affected by it. Superstorm Ida. Superstorm Ida. But you know what probably loves Superstorm Ida? Superstorm Sandy? No. Lobsters. Oh, I bet. I bet this was just, like, their dream come true. Absolutely. They're like, what could be better than water? More water. So this was something that you wanted to talk about a bit. Yes. And what was your burning question? Can lobsters live forever? Okay. In the wild. Right. So the first half of the lobster section is all about age, and then we go into some lobster trivia. Ooh, okay. All right. Break out the dancing lobsters. (laughs) So how old do you think lobsters are evolutionarily? evolutionarily they're like really old they're like one of the original sea cockroaches they are uh i mean i don't even know how old the earth is anymore but i know that there is seven billion people so i'm going to say that the earth is seven billion years old and and so i'm going to say that lobsters are around like five billion okay first of all i love the logic thank you second of all you actually overestimated oh So, okay, first of all, the Earth is like 14 billion years old. Oh, okay. Lobsters are between 360 and 409 million years old. Oh, they're kind of young. They're actually like, they're, I think, the second oldest animal we've covered on Research Rebuttal Podcast. What's the oldest? Jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Which are like the big boys. They're, They're the original sea bugs. Yeah. So how old do lobsters usually get in the wild? Okay. I'm going to say that, like, if they're not affected by humans, like pollution and fishing and stuff, in the wild, like, if nothing else eats them or whatever, they can live forever, but not all of them live forever, and so they probably live to be around 100. Okay. They can get pretty old. Um, Maybe they could live forever. I don't know yet. But typically, they'll usually last between 45 and 50 years. Old boys. Yeah, again, for the animal kingdom, not bad at all. That is like you were old enough to get, what is that, AARP? No. (laughs) What, AARP is like the old people insurance. It it is, but like 45 is not it. 
they sent it to my mom when she was 49 and she like took the letter and she threw it in the garbage yeah yeah I think most people do that when they get their first one yeah but you know on their lop on the lobsters like last last clause they would get a letter from the AARP yeah that's true saying would you like to become a member how old was the oldest lobster found 300 years old it's only 140 oh only 140 only 140 longer than any human but only 140 Hmm. it's probably a large lad if you have like a really old person and like you know how sometimes there's news of the oldest person in the world and they come up with some ridiculous number like 150 years old and yeah I've never heard I've never heard 150 well, I, but I mean, like, sometimes the numbers get, like, absurdly high that, like, it's just not true. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, people, like, believe it. I, and my question is, if you, like, after they die or whatever, I guess they don't have to be dead yet. If you cut the old person in half, could you count their rings to figure out their age like you would a tree and prove to everyone that, like, they're not 170 years old. They're actually, like, 90. Okay. First of all, I think they have to be dead for you to cut them in half. They don't have to be. Well, they're going to be dead by the end of it. Yes. Second of all, there probably is a way to, like, date humans. Bones. Yeah, probably the bones. I wonder if the bones have rings. Topic? Do an episode on bones. Yeah, we're just going to get all osteo up in here. (laughs) Osteotastic. Osteotastic. I regret saying that already. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying osteotastic. Please, please don't. Let's get me. let's get calcified. Why can lobsters live so long? Well, their calcified exoskeleton is osteotastic, and please don't. Oh, no. Much like my brine shrimp, my sea monkeys, which by the way are doing very well. Oh. Um their bones get really thick with two c's and that helps them live longer that is a solid guess yeah it's actually because they have an enzyme in them called telomerase some good telomerase delicious (laughs) which repairs strings of dna's in the lobster as it ages making older lobsters actually stronger and more fertile than younger lobsters do lobsters have t-cells that is not something that came up in my research. Got it. But it's like, imagine Larry the Lobster's dad. Wow. Mr. Lobster probably fucks. <laughs> <laughs> but does that mean that Larry is actually pretty old because he's so strong? See, that's what I was thinking when I was reading them. Like, how old is Larry the Lobster actually? Can I do a Googling? You absolutely can do a Googling. Because, like, before uh, before all this, I thought he would be in, like, his late 20s or early 30s. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now maybe he's, like, 75. Um, Larry the Lobster, age 25. Oh. Oh. So Steve Hilberg, oh. Mr. Marine Biologist, should have done more of his research. Are you not disturbed that we're the same age as Larry the Lobster? Like, I'm the one who lifts, and my best is not even close to Larry the Lobster's best. But you're not a testosterone jack lobster. You don't have to compare yourself to him. Thank you. You guys have different lives. 
I needed to hear that. And like, you know what? Because they're underwater, things aren't as heavy or like as hard to lift underwater, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like 250 pounds underwater. I bet I could. Yeah. So you don't need to compare yourself to Mr. Lobster. Okay. But this doesn't change my mind that Larry's dad absolutely f***s. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Probably got like a million brothers and sisters. Uh, Why do lobsters die even if they stay vital as they get older? Usually because of humans. Okay. Humans are fishing all the time, so they're depleting the supply. And then even when they're fishing for other things than lobsters, the lobsters still get caught in the net. There's also lots of pollution and climate change. Those are all valid answers, but there's actually a legitimate biological reason. Algae poisoning. It is not algae poisoning, but maybe some are getting poisoned by algae. Who knows? It's because they have to molt their shells so they can keep growing as they age. Mm -hmm. And the molting of their calcium shell, the process can take a lot of energy, especially for larger lobsters, which in lobsters get bigger as they age. And sometimes they'll actually die from exhaustion in the process oh. of molting. Oh my God. And there become there like comes a certain point where they'll just stop molting altogether, which will lead to their eventual death. Larry, take a nap, please. And it's like, you know, I looked it up. There's no specified time in a lobster's life where it will just stop molting. So it's like, you know, if they could keep pushing that date back, theoretically, they could live forever. That's what I mean. But it's like, the articles I read said, no, they're not immortal. But ha- however, they do get henches all hell as they age. Well, that's what matters. I'm sorry to burst your dirty bubble. That's all we have for lobster aging. I'm going to talk about lobster colors. Okay. How many different colors do you think lobsters come in? And can you name a few? Blue. Okay. Red. Okay. Pink. Okay. Gray. Okay. White. Okay. Any more? Green. Okay. Okay, that's it. All right. Um, You got a few of them. Typically, lobsters are like green, brown, black but there are actually nine other colors lobsters can come in other than like the typical ones. Wow. And you did get a few. Brings a whole new meaning to pretty patties. (laughs) The color variations are super, super, super rare, but they are red, yellow, blue, orange, split color. So it can be like any combination. Halloween, which is a split color, but specifically orange and black. Wow calico and the two rarest colors at one in a hundred million chance are albino and cotton candy yeah like when i was when i said white i was thinking like albino but yeah yeah and then cotton candy is like a pastel pink wow only one has ever been found apparently (laughs) i want a cotton candy lobster probably have to pay a pretty penny to get that cotton candy lobster It's priceless. Why do lobsters turn red when you boil them? Because it denatures the protein in the calcium. 
you're on the right track. I don't entirely know what you said, <laughs> but you got like, I heard protein. So yes. that's like a good sign. Okay. There's a red pigment in most crustaceans called astaxanthin that's hidden by like the outer shell. That's like the mucky color. It sounds like a medication. Maybe you can get it as a medication. Bobster shell extract hit me up. Oh yes, Dr. Oz. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and it makes you lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Oh, you know it. And it's all water away, and then you have to go to the hospital. Good times. Yeah, that's how that goes. Surprised they haven't sued him down all the way down to hell yet. But yeah. anyway. Anyway. When exposed to heat, the proteins and the pigments that make up the muddy color of the outer shell are broken up and destabilized, which leaves the red anazanathin beneath. Anazanathan. Anazanathan. Better have kids. I'm naming them Anazanathan. Call your doctor today and ask if a Stanazanathan is right for you. Yep. So, yeah, it was there the entire time, but it was masked by the colors that they used for camouflage. Why is it there the entire time? I have no idea. Okay. How fast can a lobster move? Oh, like really fast. Yeah, it can schmoove. Yeah, like, you know, those roller coasters that go from zero to 60 in like like a split second? <laughs> That's a lobster. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> okay, so you have the right premise. Because like when they're just vibing, they'll kind of, they'll like crawl kind of and like yeah. crawl forward at like 0. 0.2 miles an hour. Sure. But when they're in danger they can like curl their tails and like slap the sand which shoots them backwards at 11 miles per hour wow which, for a little for a lobster that's pretty damn fast yeah zero to 11 real quick <laughs> you know it's probably the equivalent of like a roller coaster for a lobster i bet it is it's kind of like how ants can carry like a million times their weight or whatever they can schmooze wait Maybe we need to get Liz in here for this question, but um, when you multiply something, is it actually being compounded? What? Okay, like, 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 you know how, like, with compound interest, Mm -hmm. it's like, let's say it starts at two percent, but then suddenly it's four percent, but then suddenly it's eight percent. Okay, that's exponential growth, I believe. Yeah. Well, Well, no, I think that's compound. Or no, I don't think compound growth is a thing. It's like exponential and logarithmic. Topic? Oh, no math topic. Yeah, no, no math topic. Okay, sorry, go on. I just, <laughs> just want to know. Um, do we need to like get Liz on the horn or something <laughs> and ask her what the f- you're talking about? New segment, Lifeline Liz. <laughs> I would love nothing. More. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I think the fa- my favorite episode we did is when like Mary was with us. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> it's like you couldn't think of like any other cities in Russia, so I had to ask her. That was my favorite. That was a lot of fun. Okay, I have one more question for you. Okay. How big was the biggest lobster ever caught? Oh, it was really big. It was like 350 pounds um scale it back a bit it was like 110 pounds scale it back a bit it was like 69 pounds close enough 
It was 44 pounds. Oh, that's much smaller than I expected. Yeah, but it weighs like two small dogs. And it was three and a half feet long. Imagine like- That is a yardstick of a lobster and then some. Like you're just like vibing on the beach and then suddenly a three and a half foot long lobster comes up to you. Like- You could probably like chop your ankle off. Like would you- like? What do you even do with that? I feel like that's you, like a nightmare. You run. <laughs> yeah. He can move 11 miles an hour. How fast can you move? From zero to 11 in no time flat. Exactly. Hope you can do zero to 11 in no time flat or else say goodbye to your toes. Oh no. It's like you're just straight vibing and Mr. Lobster walks up to you. It's like that time when in my old apartment when I walked into my room after taking a shower and I like did a double take and I saw this like enormous American cockroach under my chair and we made eye contact. That's what like that would be like. Yeah. Except like you can step on him and he won't die. Did you know that you should never smash a cockroach? Because then it's like, if it has eggs, it'll explode. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you spray those f***ers. Yeah, I'll spray them, always. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of sensors to do with this episode. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, it's okay, I'm editing. <laughs> but it, it was probably over 100 years old. There we go. That's the there, immortal lobster I'm talking there's about. There's our boy. <laughs> he was here since the Depression. Break out the dancing lobsters. Break out the dancing lobsters. Amanda, right please. <laughs> right after this sponsor do you have trouble getting it up does your tail just not get you from zero to 11 like it used to is your partner upset about it then you need astaxanthin please your partner please yourself keep your youthly speed and dance in the courtroom whenever you feel the need astaxanthin from zero to 11 in no time flat. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Uh, welcome back. Hey, did you get your astaxanthin? I did, and I can get it off like never before. Wow, from zero to 11 in no time flat. Yo, zero to 12. Whoa, pleasing <laughs> your partner every day. Yeah, that partner being me. Anyway, it's time. Oh going into rapid fire zero to 11 speed real quick oh no i forgot to pull up the timer amanda please <laughs> <laughs> oh um while you're pulling up the timer can we real t- real quick talk about that blues clues video oh uh, i mean it's gonna be a few days old by that by this time but go ahead oh my god just like i i didn't know how badly i needed that no yeah it's like going through life doing the motions and then steve tells you you're doing a good job oh my god and like acknowledging the fact that that when he left it was just kind of out of nowhere like like, oh my god that provided the closure i didn't know i needed like legit i have it saved on my phone so like when i feel upset i can watch it yeah i just (sighs) steve I know, I know you had a whole on crisis when you left Blue's Clues because like you knew that children saw you as this idol and that threw you into a tizzy. I get it. And now that that's happening again, I hope you're not like triggered from that. But like, honestly, we love you. You are not a God and we support you and, and please sponsor us. 
no, I don't want him to sponsor us. I want him to take any money he got from Blue's Clues and use it on himself because he deserves it. Um, I want him to come in our on our podcast. Yeah, Steve, if you want to come on the podcast, by all means. Yeah, we can please. Talk about like kids shows or or like whatever you want. Yeah, literally you, whatever you want. You knew our high school English teacher. Yeah, you did, and so because of that connection, you owe us, Steve. I don't know that I didn't do well in his class. <laughs> I didn't do well in sophomore year, but I did well senior year. Oh, uh, I only had him for the one class, but it's like Steve doesn't owe us anything. We owe Steve. And we'll give Steve what we owe him by giving him an opportunity to come on our very popular podcast. Ah, uh, yes, our very, very popular podcast that got what was it like 60 downloads last week? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> This is how this is going to work. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, that means she got it wrong. <laughs> You're going to have a hard time with these first few, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Name one Pokemon from the second generation. Chick. Chiquita. Chikorita. Chikorita. <laughs> Name one Pokemon from the third generation. Dooskull. <laughs> Name one Pokemon from the fourth generation. Petil. <laughs> That's five. <laughs> Can you put um pop popcorn kernels from the bottom of the bag back into the microwave? No. Where does brown sugar come from? It's sugar mixed with molasses. What is toilet paper made of? Pulp. Who won the first Super Bowl? Uh, the the Bills. Beep, beep. Name two cities in Italy. Sicily. Beep, beep. Naples. What continent is the Philippines part of? Asia. How many types of succulents are there? At least 420. And we're out of time. I got that right <laughs> about the Philippines, right? I, I honestly I don't know that's why I asked it I'm gonna look right now I'm I think gonna it be, might be part of Oceania is that its own continent Oceania yeah, yeah. what no like Australia slash Oceania oh okay uh the, the Philippines I mean there are some islands but they're off of Asia yeah but I don't know I can never remember what uh continent they're part of um here we go yeah yeah it's a country in asia i don't know why okay. i was like second guessing myself there but yeah i always second guess myself when i think about the philippines um <laughs> chiquita chikorita isn't that like a brand of bananas yeah it is <laughs> but chikorita um, that that's right though right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you didn't get the fourth the gen four one though i that didn't was close expect- I didn't expect you to, but I want. I just wanted to see. Dooskull is Gen 1, right? No, he's Gen 3. Oh, I got that right. Yeah. Why were you laughing at me then? Because it's pronounced Duskull. Oh, really? Yeah, because like Dusk. Oh. Pokemon <laughs> names tend to be very literal, and I don't do too well with that. I do excellent on them. Anyway. Anyway. So we're going to talk about nfts oh let's do it let's talk about those non-fungible tokens oh okay that was one of the questions. i knew that was like question number one 
Well, okay, because here's the thing. You probably actually know more about this than I do. Probably. But it's like, you explained it to me a few months ago, and it's like, I vaguely understood it. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't really know anything about it, enough about it to, like, want to get into it. Yeah. And it's like, I know, like, most of the hype has died down, but I know it's still a thing going on It is absolutely still a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, all of those public, like, the $69 million one like all of those public art auctions it's like I know that's what brought it into this world or into the mainstream at least yeah yeah that bump that bubble has burst a little bit but I think we're gonna see a comeback yeah and it's like it's very much so at least as of right now here to stay so I feel like I owe it to myself to try and learn about it yeah educate yourself yeah so you know if this seems if this sounds like it came from someone that had to do a report on nfts that was due first thing in the morning just know that you're right i I happen you did this today i did do this research today yeah so without further ado uh what is blockchain first of all blockchain is like the currency kind of it's like right essentially yeah yeah it's Blockchain is a system of recording information in a way that makes it difficult or impossible to change. So it's a very, very secure way of passing cryptocurrency back and forth. Mm -hmm. And each type of cryptocurrency gets its own blockchain. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Which cryptocurrency is usually used to buy and sell NFTs? Uh, It's not Bitcoin, right? No, it's not Bitcoin. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, um, it starts with A, right? Close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what it is, but I can't think of it. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's Ethereum. Ethereum, yeah. Yeah, but suppose you can use other cryptocurrencies just fine. Just Ethereum's usually the one yeah. that you use. Okay, so you know what NFT stands for. Yeah. It stands for non-fungible token, but can you tell me what that means? <laughs> Yeah, it it's basically like the way I kind of think of it is it's almost like the watermark. It's like the it's like the artist's signature, but it instead of a written out signature, it's like in the code of the file. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um it non-fungible just means like unique or one of a kind. So a watermark is a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's just not a visible one. No it's in code so for those at home who are like me that also have no idea what an nft is could you please to the best of your ability explain it well yeah okay so it's like kind of like what we just talked about you have a file typically it's a visual file like a like a png or a jpeg or whatever but written into its code is like a unique code so that means when you receive this PNG, nobody else in the world has this PNG or can duplicate it exactly the same. So that makes it one of a kind. Like if you get a painting, there will never be a painting that will be exactly the same as that one. So it's kind of that, but digital. Yeah, that is basically correct. It's uh, the article I read described it as a collectible digital asset 
yeah you, like you said usually in the form of digital art or music or a gif etc cetera, etc cetera. and so yeah you pay money for it but instead of getting a physical piece of the work you get a digital certificate basically basically i own this unique piece of art except that like you could except I mean, that <laughs> you can just download it for free by right clicking so why do you think people pay for NFTs or actually sometimes they're called nifties? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. my, my, my regional youth group was shortened in nifty. So, oh, whoops. <laughs> well, who did it first? We did. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, I forget what I was saying. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So it's okay. So why would you buy an NFT if you can just right click and download the media for free? Because, like, <laughs> this gets into the part where I get confused. Yeah, like, I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with what I'm about to say. I'm just uh-huh. saying that this is the general motivation behind it. it, uh-huh. it it's basically like to support the creator, like, to say, oh, I have this original file and nobody else has this file. I own it. It's like, and, and like, to a very small extent, I get it. Like when the original, like the, when the original NFT version of the Neon Cat GIF oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got sold, I was like, okay, like it would be kind of cool if I owned that original file. Yeah. But, but also like, like, I'm not going to pay the, how much was it that it sold for? Like, I, I don't a know. A lot of money. It was a lot of money. But I think it was like half a half a million dollars. I'm not disputing. I, it's hard to put a price on not cat. I, I I'm so on board with that, but also like, I'm just not gonna do that. Like, I can go to Google Images and download a GIF of Neon Cat anytime I want. In fact, I have multiple versions of it already. Like, I don't. So, but yeah, that's the basic motivation behind why someone would buy an NFT. It makes you like special. First of all, if anyone at anyone listening could please call out Rachel for pronouncing it GIF and not GIF. I can prove to you right Listen, now. I know, I know the creator said it's pronounced GIF. Yeah. However, f- you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's about right. Um and now like, I work listen. with people directly. No, I've, no, who yeah. are who are in the NFT? You've trade. sold them, like in like in not, the company. Not that me you personally, work for. but like yes, company and you work for. Yes, and I, you know, I support that endeavor. I just, I personally would like probably never be a buyer. No, neither would I. Yeah, I, like this. This is the part where it's like. I couldn't really come up with research to support my opinion on it. Okay. But it's like, <laughs> listen, as I feel like I get some ground on this being like a digital artist. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be selling NFTs. Like, okay. We'll get into the reasons like that I do or do not want to sell NFTs. <laughs> but it's like, you, you could just download yourself a copy or whatever digital art you find. But I guess most practically, if you buy the NFT, you also buy like the ownership of the art. Yeah. Well, you buy the ownership of that 
yes specific file of art yes like the artist can always make a copy of it yes yeah the article I was reading used a pretty good analogy and like kind of like the watermark one like anyone can own like the print but only one person can own the original right stuff like that but it's like this goes into (sighs) this is just a lot for me how do I word this correctly like the frou-frou art world is very pretentious oh yeah and it's like it's kind of reflecting everything I hate about the art world but it's making it more ridiculous in that like you can get the goods for free basically but it's like you're buying you're buying a string of code. This <laughs> is what it basically boils down to. And you know what? That's not for, for, for me, but it could be for other people. Uh, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not judging buyers of NFTs. No, like I'm not going to knock you. It's just like, I get that it's a thing, but I, I don't, I don't get it. Get that it's a thing. It took me a really long time. And like, I, I, I get it now, but like, I still just wouldn't spend my own money. Absolutely not. I would yeah. spend someone else's money, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, listen, like if you're out there and you're wealthy and you're going to buy an NFT, I'm happy for you. Like you're making a purchase. You're an adult. Like do you boo? Um, get, you, get yourself them digital assets. Yeah, exactly. You have a beautiful digital asset and I'm happy for you. Enjoy your neon cat. Yes. So we went into this a little bit, but what are the benefits of owning an NFT? Uh, I mean, like physical art, it could hypothetically gain value over time. Hypothetically, it hasn't, I don't know if there's any concrete examples of that happening yet, but that's, it probably will increase in value. Um, Other things I saw are like, again, basic usage rights of whatever you bought notoriety uh, I guess notor- bragging rights yeah that's, that's a big one yeah like, I own the original young cats like yeah congratulations, I mean that would be great that guy. would be really great if I owned the original young cat gif like yes but also like I I don't really know like I'm not skilled in coding like mm-hmm. is it really possible to tell if it's the original file so that's why that's why like the blockchain is so important mm-hmm. it's very hard to tamper with anything on the blockchain and hide it but couldn't you just put a blockchain on a copy of the original file and call it the original I don't think so because in order to like make edits to it you'd have to edit the entire blockchain Hmm. which is like next to impossible because that's editing like all the other transactions that happened before you okay so it's be very very hard to tamper with I'm getting like tired just thinking about this. <laughs> it's too much. Some cool things have come from NFTs though. Uh, they've been um, implemented in video games. Oh, that's cool. Can you think of some ways how that would work? Um, okay. Like, so let's say you build a really cool Sims world. Mm-hmm. You could like sell that original Sims world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not the example I have, but I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Also, like, similarly with, like, Minecraft. or oh, um, yeah. Yeah, or if you create a really... I don't... I, I have not played Fortnite in a long time, and I've 
barely played it when I did but like I don't know if you make a special costume a special skin whatever they call it Mm -hmm. that could be an nft I forgot that you played fortnite (laughs) I played it for about a like I went to some dude's dorm room and like he wanted me to play fortnite and I'm like I don't want to play fortnite but he really wanted me to play fortnite so I tried it and I hated it Fortnite boys will be Fortnite boys. I, I mean, I have Fortnite on my Switch because it was free, but I've literally never oh, opened yeah, it. Yeah, I've never, I never <laughs> opened it. <laughs> I think we have Fortnite on our Switch too. I played it for a little while. You did. Yeah. I remember that. I didn't mind it. It's like, I'm just not good at shooty games, but. <laughs> it's too actually... much. It's too much. You have one like, life and you're expected to like fall out of the sky and shoot people while also building things. Like, no. No, yeah. Like the skill ceiling even though it's a kids game the skill ceiling for it is surprisingly high it's a very difficult game I got okay at it at some point I just can't do like the 1v1s I can Mm. do like team battles Mm -hmm. I'm really good at that I actually have (laughs) this is so stupid but I have a clip on my phone of I call it the coolest thing I ever did in Fortnite and the oh my only quote so it was it was like some event where it's like you had to take over like dance floors or something oh god but it it was a version of it where it's like they were there were jump spots on the ground so I used the jump spot to jump into the air I did a 360 and then I shot someone with a rocket launcher <laughs> oh that's a very super smash <laughs> and, bros kind of move and it killed him <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, that is pretty cool. That's the only thing in Fortnite that I enjoyed doing. <laughs> I see. But, I appreciate it. Yeah, but like the thing you said about Fortnite is actually correct. It's not, I don't remember what game it was, but they would make NFTs of custom outfits and guns mm. that you could buy and you could have your very own original custom design in the game, which I think is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I don't know how much they cost, but I like the, it's kind of practical, you know? Or you could just like play Animal Crossing and design your own. But like, but, but like nifties. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And it wasn't Animal Crossing. It was a shooty shooty game. What if you can't design your own clothes at the Able Sisters in the shooty shooty game? That's true. So, Okay. There was one major reason I didn't want to get into NFTs. This is why. Uh, how do NFTs affect climate change? Oh, yeah. That's like a whole thing. Yes. So, yeah. So it takes like anything with cryptocurrency and anything where you have to generate lots and lots of code automatically, like it takes up a lot of physical energy and that is bad for the environment. Yes, that is exactly it. Um, especially like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. The way like generating those cryptocurrencies is yeah. very bad for the environment. Yes. The specific way that they generate their code uses an insane amount of energy. Like Ethereum, for example, uses the same amount of energy as the entire country of Libya. Well, yeah. And so obviously like making NFTs is, is part of this. And it's like the big boom in NFTs actually had a crazy impact on the environment, like at its peak a few months ago. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the big reasons I didn't want to get into it. However, there are 
becoming ways to like make it slightly better this is the last question yeah how can nfts be made carbon neutral well you have to look at the source of energy that you're using in order to generate and mine cryptocurrencies so you know if if you're just in your house and you're mining bitcoins set up to the regular grid that's going to use a lot of non-renewable and non-sustainable resources but if you set it up in a power system that's say solar or wind it uses much more sustainable energy that's a good idea i don't necessarily know because i think the way that you have to implement that is like that the servers that the blockchain stuff is kept on would have to be like solar yeah yeah It, it it would take some effort yeah from like that like the people that manage it and stuff yeah like if you're using a server across the world you're gonna have a lot less control over how that is being powered but that is hypothetically a way you could do it yeah the way that people are doing currently um is by using a system called proof of stake and proof of stake it logs transactions on the blockchain differently it's able to like circumvent all of the big energy consuming steps that like older blockchains use and like the reason that the older ones use more energy consuming methods is because like they're older and that's what they were able to do at the time oh okay yeah and i think the older version it's called like proof of work and it has to go through a many, many step process of getting all of the code correct, whereas this kind of like goes around it. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how it works. Again, this is basically me making my my speech to the language arts class after I came up with a speech at four in the morning. However, <laughs> to the best of my abilities, that's what I know. Oh, and also um, proof of stake blockchains are more secure. So Hmm. that's an added bonus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's what I got. NFTs don't quite get them, but you know what? You do you. Maybe I'll maybe research report will have NFTs. Let's see. see. We'll find out. See what happens. We'll definitely be doing them on that energy efficient blockchain. You best believe that. That would be osteotastic. Uh, Okay, so that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Research Rebut and Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you bought your astaxanthin and if you can go to zero to 11 real quick. And Um, I want to know, like, if there's an NFT that you could buy, would you buy it? Are you old enough to get the Dancing Lobsters reference? Yeah, do you understand? Let us know. And uh, you can harass the American Citrus Council at americancitruscouncil at gmail.com. And Steve Burns, we love you, and we would love to have you on our show. So please reach out. Please. Please. Uh, Okay, bye. Bye. My favorite commercial you've done in a while. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, mine too. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.